0: Blessings, everyone. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. Uh, this is where we simply look at the Word of God and see what the Lord has to say. And this is actually our 260th episode, if you can believe that. Try to do this on a daily basis and just have a time together. You know, it's always less than 10 minutes, hopefully for during driving time or when you're getting ready for the day or maybe in closing your day. It's where we can just take a moment and say, Lord, what is it that you're revealing to us? What is it that you're saying to us for such a time as this? Tell you what, the passage we're going to look at today is a much, much, much needed word. <laughs> yes, all the word of God is needed, no doubt. But this is something that uh, it really must be applied within the body of Christ today because it is not being applied and uh, to our detriment as the true uh, organism of the body of Christ. And you say, well, what are you talking about? Well, let's go to it. We're in the book of First Peter Okay, 1 Peter chapter 5, and I trust that you've been with us all the way from the beginning. If you haven't, back up and go to the previous episodes, and you'll see what the context is here because it's important because the first word of 1 Peter 5 in the first verse says, therefore, and we've seen multitudes of times that the reason that's important is we need to see what it is there for. Why is this being spoken? Why is this being said? And so uh, you remember who he's writing to? He's writing to people who have been... uh, cast away from their normal countries. They were living as aliens because of the faith. He says this to them, Therefore, in light of everything I've shown you, how you're to live and how we're to function together as the body, Therefore, I exhort the elders among you, as your fellow elder and witness of the sufferings of Christ, and a partaker also of the glory that is to be revealed, shepherd the flock of God among you, exercising oversight, not under compulsion, but voluntarily, according to the will of God, and not for sordid gain, but with eagerness, nor yet as lording it over those allotted to your charge, but proving to be examples to the flock. Now, that's the first three verses of 1 Peter chapter 5. It's one sentence, as we often see as a pattern here. And it says a great deal does. It's showing the elders, and the elders here are the ones that are in leadership position,? Okay, And you see in the scripture, you see elders, you see uh, bishops. You see all sorts of various terms. Uh, you'll see pastors. Pastors just means to be uh, a shepherd, means poyman. And he actually uses the term right here, shepherding the flock of God. So it's referring to the people that are shepherding, that are helping, that are doing what God's called them to do. Uh, This type of leadership is not what we often see within the body of Christ today. Out of my background, we exalt one type of position. We exalt what we call the pastor position as being the overall over everything. And you don't see that anywhere in Scripture. You don't see it all the way that it's manifested in most of the body of Christ today. Uh, particularly in the way that it's seen right here. Because what Peter was saying to him, he said, I exhort you. That's a strong term. He said, I exhort those elders. And he said, I'm doing this as a fellow elder. And Peter describes what happened to him. He said, I'm a fellow elder. I know where you're coming from. I'm shepherding folks the same way. I'm a fellow elder who has witnessed the sufferings of Christ. He saw what Christ went to. And then he said, and a partaker also of the glory to be revealed. Was well, that talking about the fact that Peter has the Holy Spirit within him? Like everybody who's a true believer? Well, yeah, okay. Everybody the a true believer has the Holy Spirit. But he says, partaker also of the glory. Remember, Peter was with Jesus on what we call the Mount of Transfiguration. When Jesus was transfigured for a moment, Peter saw that. He's a partaker in that glory that is yet to be revealed. So he's saying, as your fellow elder, who one who's seen the suffering of Christ, one who's a partaker in the glory that is to be revealed, do this, shepherd the flock of God among you. He said, lead these folks, shepherd them. And if you know anything about sheep, and it's easy to find out about, sheep have to be led. You can't drive sheep like you drive cattle. You must lead sheep. And then he tells how you lead this flock of God you are exercising oversight over them, not under compulsion. I tell you, I would be very well off financially for every time I've had it said to me, well, I'm the pastor, and so I'm the one that's the shepherd over all this, and so therefore I have the responsibility. I mean, every place I've ever been around, I have that type of attitude that pops up. And that's not what you see within the Bible. That's not what you see at all. He says you exercise oversight, but not under compulsion. Most people in leadership have a tendency to compulse. OK, to sit there and say, oh, know this must be done because I am the person in authority. I am the person in this role. I have this title. So therefore, it must be done this way. And that is not what the scripture says. As a matter of fact, it says that you're to exercise oversight, not under compulsion, but voluntarily, according to the will of God, that you're doing this oversight voluntarily. You're not doing it for the money. You're not doing it uh, for the prestige or for the power or the fame or anything like that. He actually says, according to the will of God. In other words, this is what God has called you to do. This is what he's instructed you to do. That's the reason you do it. Elders, that's the reason you do it. That's the reason you shepherd the flock, not for any other reason. That's the reason all of us function within the giftedness of the Spirit and the calling of God. It's because it's the will of God. And then he said this, not for sordid gain, but with eagerness. Eagerness. You would be shocked at the number of people that are in these type of positions who keep a clock on how many hours a week they work. Well, I mean, I actually had a pastor say this to me several years back. He said, you know, well, it's, it's already Wednesday. I've already put in 30 hours this week. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about shepherding the flock of God. You don't do it for sordid gain. Let me tell you what the truth is. The truth be said, most people that find themselves in these positions, that seek these positions, try to get this, are really a rather lazy lot. That's what my experience has been. Here, they're doing it for sordid gain. He says, you don't do that. You do it with eagerness. You do it with eagerness understand that God's called you to do this. And you do it voluntarily. And you do it with love to where you're shepherding the flock. And you're not exercising this oversight with compulsion. You're not doing what verse 3 says. He builds on that some more. He says, not yet as lording it over those allocated to your charge. There is absolutely nothing worse than people who are lording it over those that they're supposed to be shepherding. Okay, We even do it in the titles and the things that we take on. You know, the reverend. Really? One to be revered? Is that what you're saying? I am the one to be revered. You're to honor me because I'm in this role. I'm in this thing. The only time I would ever pull out that reverend card was when I was trying to find out uh, if somebody was still in the hospital. (laughs) You know, I didn't want to drive an hour to find out that he checked out six hours before. So you call and say, well, yes, this is Reverend Moore. I'd like to find out if one of my parishioners is still in your institution. Well, nowadays with laws and stuff, it's hard to find out anything, but basically you can find out if they're still there. And, and you know, it saves you time. But isn't that sad that, you know, that you, that you have to, people will respond in that way? He said, no, you don't lord it over those allocated to your charge. You do this. You prove to be an example to the flock. What happens so much in the contemporary church is that people are lording it over them. They're not shepherding. They're through compulsion demanding because of a position and uh, uh, titles that are given that people are to do this, you're to do this and to do this, but they don't set the example. You don't see them setting the example. You don't see them setting the example in study of the word. You don't see them setting the example uh, in worship. You don't see them setting the example with being with the body and being a part of the body. You don't see them setting the example with uh, being with the body and and, and going through the trials and tribulations of life and allowing the body to encourage and speak into their life. Oh, no, 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 no. I am the so-and-so. I'm in the leadership position. No, you don't see that. What you see is uh, fraudulent patterns of man. So let me read this, these three verses real quick again. And I want you to meditate upon this. It's 1 Peter 1. Therefore, I exhort the elders among you, as your fellow elder and witnesses of the sufferings of Christ, and a partaker also of the glory to be revealed. Shepherd the flock of God among you, exercising oversight, not under compulsion, but voluntarily, according to the will of God, and not for sordid gain, but with eagerness, nor yet as lording over those allocated to your charge, but proving to be examples to the flock. May we do so. I'm Dale. I'll see you again next time.